Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also originating this episode on Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also, check us out on FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. And check out our good friend, big Miami Heat fan, Mark Brown. You can find him at MarkBrownPA.com. That's MarkBrownPA.com. That's with a C. What can he do for you? Well, first, he can help establish an estate plan for you. If you have a family, you need an estate plan. What if something happens to you? You really want the state getting your money? You want some relative you don't like getting your money? No, you worked for it your entire life. So reach out to MarkBrownPA.com. He can give you all of the details in terms of how to get this set up. He'll give you the papers. It's not a hard process when he, he goes through it with you. And also, he does not make it expensive for you. Also, he's got a title company in-house called All Florida Title. So they can handle your closings there, anything along those lines, and particularly if you have an estate situation, he can help you with that because we know that real estate is a big part of people's estates. Also, bankruptcies, anything along those lines as a real estate attorney, reach out to him. It's markbrownpa.com. That's M-A-R-C, brownpa.com, based in Lauderdale, can service all of South Florida. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at, at Tropical Blanket. You can follow Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305. Also, check out our recent episodes, most of which are on Dame Lillard, assets, other things along those lines. And I'm sure we'll probably have another episode in the next 24 hours talking about this whole Kyle Lowry stretch provision and everything else because Twitter is on fire right now with all kinds of accusations related to the heat. So we will certainly get to that. But today we're going to focus on Summer League, which is starting. uh, It actually starts out in California, Utah, ends up in Nevada and Las Vegas. That's the one that most people pay attention to. The Heat, I believe, play their first game on July 8th in Vegas, but they'll be playing before that. Uh, it starts in Vegas on the 7th. Everybody's talking, of course, about Wemby and Scoot and others, but the Heat are going to have a full summer league roster out there and actually should have one of their more interesting teams in the past few years. Uh, they had the team a couple, a few years ago with uh, with Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero as rookies. I believe that was, what, 2019, pre-COVID. Duncan Robinson was on that team. Uh, that team ended up, I think, either winning or going all the way to the finals. Uh, did very well. Uh, this year, the key guys we're talking about, of course, Nikola Jovic appears that he's going to play. Jaime Jaquez Jr., the rookie out of UCLA, it appears that he's going to play. We think Orlando Robinson and Jamal Cain may play as well. So that will be four pieces here. But we're going to go through uh, – first thing, uh, let's let's go through real quick, okay, before we get to the undrafted. Uh, just each of you give me one. One thing that you want to see from the four guys that I mentioned, just pick one. So think about it uh, and we'll go forward. I'll start with Brady here. Nikola Jovic, one thing. Uh, I think it's comparable kind of to what they do with Max Struess in previous in summer league. I think they're just going to put the ball in his hands a ton and let him run a bunch of different stuff. I was surprised that uh, they did it a little bit, I guess, but in the, in last year's summer league, but it wasn't to the same extent. And he didn't play all the games either. So this is kind of the, the full one where I feel like they just throw him out there 
Uh, and it, I think they'll just run a lot of, a lot of two man actions with him and Hakez. And just like we were talking about this last night on playback, it's like you can run Jovic as the ball handler, you can run Jovic as the screener, you can run one as the roller, one as the popper. Like you can do so many different things. But ultimately, I think the, the quick takeaway is that Jovic is going to have the ball in his hands a ton to score. He's going to have the ball in his hands to playmaker. I just want to see his decision making and see just what he can do in that range. Uh, and then I guess let him just see what he can do in different spots defensively as well. I know the focus is not really on defense in summer league ever just because it's a bunch of guys just go to get buckets, but look, they need to, if they're keeping over, you're going to put them in a, in a core rotation. We were talking about this, Alex, and we were talking about this on playback as well. It's like, where does he play defensively? What is his role? Is he to drop? Is he going to play as a back of five? Is he going to switch? So I, I think we'll get some of those answers. All right, let's go to this year's rookie pick number 18, triple J. What are you expecting to see from him? What do you want to see from him, Alex? Give me one thing. Well, hopefully, um, like what Brady is talking about there, I would love to see Hakez and Jovic two-man game, two-man action, you know, all day long, spam it. I think that's what we, all, we what we would all love to see. The thing that leaves me a little bit skeptical is just like, you know, uh, Brady mentioned that the way that they used Jovic last year, which it felt like they, you, they used him very sparringly, just kind of compared to what you usually see out of um, Heat first-round picks, I think, in Summer League. I know, Ethan, you could probably speak more to that. But, um, you know, he had that one big game um, Jovic did last year, so I'm not sure what to expect from Hakez. But I would just love to see him go out there and, you know, play his game, be aggressive, and show off all the things he can do. And I think he is just the, – the thing that separates them, obviously, is he's 22 coming in as opposed to Jovic coming in skinny and 19, not having graduated high school yet. So, um, you know, that leaves me with the idea that Hawkins is going to come out firing. I, I think he's going to show off the different aspects to his game. And, um, you know, hopefully it's just a whole lot of Hawkins and and Jovic running stuff off, off of each other. Brady, Jamal Kane, what would you like to see? It's funny. We were talking about this last night, too. I think it's as much as I say Jovic is going to be kind of in the Max Juice role from a few years ago. I think Jamal Kane's in the exact Hayward Highsmith role. They, the, one of the things that they talked about more than anything with with Highsmith was they go back to the summer league and they say he played a role in summer league. Like he wasn't one of those guys that was like playing above what he's going to do in the NBA. Like the exact role that he played in the NBA, the exact role that he played previous to that is what he played in summer league. Like just defensively spot up threes here and there in the corner, just a movement guy that can make off ball cuts. Like that's what he did. He didn't do a lot of flashy stuff in summer league. It's exactly what I expect from Joel Kane. I think it's just a lot of, maybe push pace, get a couple lobs, get a couple, you know, kind of show the spot up game, see kind of the defensive versatility stuff. Uh, but Hey, if there's extra stuff in the bag, be sure to show it as well. But I think the primary thing is he's going to play a role that he ideally probably if Miami's going to plug him in to a system throughout the season, especially when we're talking about these uh, not to get into trades, but these major deals where all these guys are constantly going out and you have to kind of formulate the rest of your rotation. These are the guys that are plugged in. And you have to kind of utilize it a certain role. All right, let's go to Orlando Robinson, and then after the break, we're going to get to some of the undrafteds. Alex, what do you want to see? Does this does he have a chance to contribute this year, do you think? Well, I think he's got a chance, just because we don't really know what's going to happen with their backup center position yet. Um, um, I, I think Orlando showed a good amount of stuff last season when he did play. Uh, you know, it kind of he kind of petered out a little bit after some time, but I think that's kind of what happens with certain undrafted rookies. Like you didn't expect much out of him in the first place. And there was a time there last season where he was kind of your best big man. I mean, best, excuse me, backup big man <laughs> over, over Dwayne Dedman. And I was obviously before they acquired love and Zeller. So again, all of it depends on what happens with their roster. But I think just from him in summer league, after having gotten all that uh, playing time in the NBA to show off what you can do. And I, I know, 
you know, it's very cliche, but we know what type of role he's going to play in the league as a big man. And I just think seeing him do the same things and just kind of killing these guys who are, for him, it should be kind of below him at this point just because he had so many reps as an NBA backup big. He should be, you know, giving these guys the work. It should not be too tough for him. I, I, I want to see him do great in summer league. All right, we're going to get to the undrafteds here, uh, the guys that the Heat targeted and who maybe has a chance to pop. Before we do, I want to tell you about Ocean's Finest. You can find them at oceansfinest.com. We just actually got some some great seafood from them. Our guy, Alfredo Arteaga from Three Yards Per Carry, uh, cooked up the mahi-mahi fingers. Did not save any for me, but that's a conversation for another time. Oceansfinest.com, and they've got a promo here, okay? $10 off this week only with the promo code Ocean's Finest Seafood. So that's Ocean's Finest Seafood, 10 bucks off. And if you order now as you're hearing this, you absolutely will get it before July 4th. So get it for your cookouts, the crab, the lobster, the mahi-mahi. If you're looking on, you can see it. Well, we didn't order that from Ocean's Finest, but that's okay. That's, uh, that's pretty good stuff if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Why is Alf on there? Ocean'sFinest.com. That's Sean Rochester production. Uh, check them out. This is the seafood that the cruise ships down here get, uh, and also the five-star restaurants get it directly to your door. I can tell you, when I ordered it a couple of days ago, it was here in one day. One day, and it arrived uh, ready to go, but it also keeps longer uh, than other seafood does. So make sure you order it today. Oceansfinest.com. Use that code, OceansFinestSeafood. You get 10 bucks off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get to it. We talked a little bit about this guy on playback uh, last night. I'll go to you first on him uh, tonight, Alex. Uh, they tend to find these shooters. Um, you know, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. Is Powell the next? Uh, tell him, tell us everybody a little bit about him. He does feel kind of like the next in line. Now, the thing is, and we're going to go through all these guys here, so I'm not going to get a, you know get ahead of myself. But there is a whole lot of shooting in what they, you know, the undrafted rookies that they picked up. Um, Justin Powell feels like somebody who would, I think, fit in really, really nicely with their handoff sets and, you know, has got a little bit more to him than just three-point shooting. You know, he makes quick decisions. He's a pretty good finisher, plays with, you know, kind of some force when he's attacking the rim. But I do think all of that can be shown off in the context of those um, kind of handoff actions. I think he can make those types of reads and, and finish at the rim if they're running him off the line. Um, he just seems like a pretty smart player, and I think, you know, obviously a knockdown shooter. Um, the way he plays seems like he would probably be the guy that they're going to develop next into that role. But like I said, there's a lot of candidates here. They don't all play the same game, um, so I'm not sure yet. But, you know, I really like what Justin Powell shows, and I'm not sure. I, I think if I had to bet on who's getting the two-way. And again, I haven't seen that much of these guys. I don't know anything um, compared to the guys that are going to be seeing him all the time and seeing him at Summer League in, in the Heat organization. But I think Powell is probably one of the more likely guys to end up with you know, an Exhibit 10 or a two-way, just a way to end up on this uh, training camp roster just because of what he can do and the way that you can kind of plug and play him 
into a role right away. And I think that's what a lot of these guys are about is, you know, you find a skill set that you like, that you feel like you can develop. That's kind of the Heat's history with undrafted guys before. And I think Justin Powell's skill set is one that you can plug and play into what they already do. Brady, uh, Powell was kind of your guy too when we came out of this, but, but give me one other from the shooter group that you think could pop here. So it's funny. I know not to get ahead as well with the because there are four shooters, but it's funny because all of them are different. Like they they all do different things in terms of they're going to utilize them totally differently. Like to, to Alex's point, Justin Powell does spot up stuff, does the handoff stuff, but also has played on balls. Probably the best, by far the best passer among the the four shooters. Uh, but in terms of, I guess another guy that could pop would probably be Drew Peterson, just because there's a lot to his. Uh, I guess there's more to his bag as a scorer just because he's done a lot of on-ball stuff. He's done stuff from different spots of the floor. Uh, I guess that we just don't know where the floor would be, I guess, more so. I feel like that's the word. Like, like a, a Justin Powell is like a safe bet, it feels like. And that's what they've always made, those safe bets on shooters because you know what you're going to get. Drew Peterson's more of like there's a wide variety of what you could possibly get, and I think that's what Summer League's going to be for. So we'll see what they're able to do. There's Taylor Funk, who I think is more of like the – he reminds me more of Max in a way just because he's like a tough shot maker. I don't think he's ever seen – you know, we talk about with Max, like the not seeing a contest. Like he just gets the ball up, and that's what they liked in Max when they first picked him up. So that just intrigues me just because of that that little tie-in. Uh, and then the fourth guy is Trent Master, which is the smallest of them. I think he's like 6'2 guard, which is not usually what they'd go for in a shooter. Uh, but he's done a lot of on-ball stuff. He does a lot of pull-up stuff. He does a lot of that. But he would be, I feel like, more of the long shot in terms of they would have to probably really like him and he'd have to show on Summer League just because of the the stuff on paper that we're originally seeing. But, yeah, I'd say after Justin Powell, Drew Peterson would be the guy that can maybe catch somebody's eye in Summer League and all of a sudden he ends up on a two-way. Now, we think that we talk about four starters in the lineup if they if they go with the four veteran guys, which they usually is what they do, which usually is what they do. I, I say veteran guys. I'm including their drafted rookie as one of them. The, the guys that are under contract to them are, are likely to be uh, Robinson, Kane, uh, uh, Jovic and, and Hakez. Uh So we're assuming the fifth is going to be Booyah, right? As a point guard. Yeah, I would. Did, did, did you did either of you see enough to think that he can be a backup a, a, a backup guard, rotation guard type player that, say, Gabe emerged as a couple years ago? I mean, it's tough. I feel like he's the type of player that can that can make a run for a two-way just because if they need an extra guard on the bottom of the rotation or bottom of the roster, it's not crazy to say. Uh, he'll have to talk about Hawkins taking his number. I think that's a, that's going to be something. <laughs> they might have to run 1v1s for that to get that back. But, uh, look, he, he played – look, he's another guy that played this season a decent bit. Like, he played in the regular season, had a lot of isolation moments. I mean, there's still question marks about the shot. They still like their defensive guards that can move around and make plays. So, hey, look, another year in their system, see what it, what he's been able to kind of develop over the last few months. I don't think it's crazy to say that – especially, look, as much as we're talking about the undrafted guys, I think it's even more important to note that they have three two-ways now. So, it's like right. this is something that Miami's going to love. They're going to love this. And what is it? They think – 100 games total they have with it like i think there's a, there's a limit with each two-way guy so it's like they're going to utilize each one of these uh alex when, when you look at um marcus they've had a bunch of developmental point guards right that haven't really panned out uh, you know marcus garrett some of that was injury related but it was also shot related he had the defensive pedigree briante weber they brought back like six times gabe's really the only one recently who has stuck is there another point guard on this roster if Booyah doesn't? Mm. 
It's interesting that you asked that. And by the way, I, I, I do think I agree with Brady that Bouye could have a position, a place on this roster. He, he showed some offensive juice to him um, last season. I kind of like the way he plays. Um, he is a little small, but mm-hmm. I do like the way he plays. But it's a good question you asked, though, and it's a good way to get into um, one of the next guys here that they picked up after the draft. His name is Chase Aldiz. He played for Northwestern. Um, and he is kind of, he's 6'4", 200 pounds, and was a really good defensive guard over there. Um, I think that's another guy I would maybe bet some money on if I could that would end up with a training camp spot or something of that sort just because he seems like he is the next guy, the next defensive guard in line for the Heat to try out here, especially now that it doesn't seem like Marcus Garrett is going to be back. Um, Aldija's has got some offensive game to him. I know Brady did that thread. Um, the other day going through all the guys and he, he put some clips up of him going at Jaime Jaquez. And, you know, I, I think that's a guy to really look into. Um, I want to see what he can do. He seems like one of those bulldog point guards, good size, has some creation to him. Don't think he's a bad shooter. Don't think he's necessarily a good shooter either, but it's not as bad as some of the other, you know, mm-hmm. defensive minded guards they had in the past, not to get into specifics, but um, yeah, I think Chase Aldige is that guy that's that's next in line for them as the Bulldog point guard. All right, we're going to get into the bigs and, and some of the, the bigger wings uh, as we go forward here. I do want to mention one more sponsor. Our friends over at Prize Picks, our daily fantasy partner, use that code 5, F-I-V-E. We know there's no NBA right now, but actually you're going to be able to play Summer League on there too. That's one of the reasons we're mentioning it here. Also, WNBA, NFL Futures, MLS. I'm sure Messi will be there on the board whenever he finally starts playing for inter golf, tennis, esports, boxing, it's all on there. So check it out at prizepicks.com. Again, that rollover, there, there is no rollover. You basically get to use the money right away. This is not like the other sites. Use that code 5 F I V E and download it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or prizepicks.com. All right, let's get to the bigger wings and to the bigs. Uh, Orlando Robinson, there, we've talked about him. Already, Jovic is going to play some of those minutes. They typically will rotate in three or four bigs here just to kind of get a look at everybody. We saw what Yurt did a couple of years ago. Hasn't really translated in part because of the injuries and, and just some defensive lapses to real playing time uh, with the Heat. Do Is there a Yurt on this roster, Brady? Yeah, and I'd say it's Patrick Gardner. I think that's the one guy that, like, if people were looking up names and looking up YouTube videos, it's, like, kind of the one that pops just because uh, – He's just a different prospect. He's a 6'11 big that can shoot. Uh, he did a lot of stuff with mismatches and kind of in the low post. I don't know how much that will translate. I mean, he still has size. He could probably do it enough. And he has – there's still questions if he could do it enough with the, with certain touch around the rim and all that stuff that Yurt probably had a little bit more of early on. But he's a, probably a better shooter, and he's done more of that type of stuff. There's questions, I guess, with the defense. I think I was looking at some of the numbers. I, he shot 38% from three last year. Uh, but he's not like one of those bigs that has like those those slow wind up jumpers. Like he actually has a quick trigger that it's like so quick. it's just in, it, it's intriguing to like utilize, especially the, they don't usually have this early on. Uh, so that that's just a guy that's going to be interesting. I know in his system over there, uh, he was utilized in a lot of the ways that Miami utilizes their bigs in terms of he ran a lot of handoffs for guys. He did a lot of that type of stuff. Um, so it's just that's just a guy that I. I we're going to talk about the next guy in line because there's a guy, there's two guys here. There's Patrick Gardner. That's a six eleven big that I think is going to play behind Orlando and play in his mold. And there's another guy that I think we're going to get to right here, which is Javon Franklin, which I was saying last night is going to play exactly in the Jamal Kane role. Like they have these molds of players 
that they just put like in a bracket together and say, we want this type of build. We want this type of build. And we'll see who comes out on top. Uh, and I feel like we've, we're seeing that with this roster so far. Uh, Alice, what do you like about Gardner specifically? And, and give me a couple other names here to watch in the front court. Well, I, I wanted to talk about Gardner just for the same reasons, because he's he's really intriguing. Uh, he played for Marist, you know, just and then when you look at the clips, like uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, where did this guy come from? Uh, but it's really intriguing. Like Brady said, just a quick shot release. It's very, very quick for a big man. Um, and it's it, it looks very fluid. So I think that part of his game is kind of uh, th- that's going to be the skill set that they, they go after. But just in general, he plays like a skilled big man. And honestly, I get some Kelly vibes for him. And I know Kelly Olenek is somebody who has been brought up, um, you know, by Leif and by Barry Jackson as somebody who the Heat could bring back. And I think Sam Gardner is kind of, you know, he gives you a little bit of that where he's a skilled big man who can really shoot it. I think Gardner has a much quicker release point, but he, I think, I just think he knows how to play within an offense. Uh, the thing is he has to put on, I, I feel like a little bit of size, but, uh, I, I think there's defensive concerns with him and how well he can, I, I think, guard fives because he's probably going to be a five in the league. But offensively, like, he can do a few different things. And I, I just like the way that he kind of uh, processes the game in general. He gives you a little bit of everything on the offensive side of the floor. And I, I'm I'm interested to see where that one goes because, you know, we got to see how the roster shakes out. But, man, they, they might have a place for him, just a kind of a – a shooting big. If you don't acquire another one of those, let's say Kevin Love walks, maybe maybe you bring on a Sam Gardner if he if he shows out. Not that he's going to be in your rotation or anything like that, but you know that's he's got an intriguing skill set for a big. There might be a lot of guys who are in their rotation if they do the all-in trade for Dame. So we don't really <laughs> we don't know at that point. Um, I, I'll I'll just finish here and, and I'll get your final thoughts on this stuff, guys. And we're about I guess about a week away uh, from seeing this team on the floor. Maybe maybe just a little bit more than that. Uh, is this, I mean, is this team, cause it's always seems to me like it's, it's about the, the undrafted guys that may pop, but it's also about the guys who are going to make their, uh, their, the, the guys that they really care about the most, which are their first round picks typically, or the, the players that they've invested time into, they're going to give them the best possible chance to succeed. Do you think that this team will do that Brady? 100%. And that's why I think the biggest difference is, is like last year was like basically all undrafted guys because mm. it was only Jovic essentially and he didn't play. He didn't even play the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like Orlando Robinson, these other guys that they were working through, which is not what they wanted to do, I guess. But yeah, I think this is an ideal situation that you have two guys that you literally want to see make decisions, put the ball in their hands, see how they can score in different spots on the floor. So that's the part that's going to be interesting. And then it's about. The funny thing is the the other areas, the undrafted guys, you're not looking for a crazy on-ball creator. That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for a guy like Javon Franklin who plays a Jamal Cain role that's a defensive guy that's switchy that could do some of the other stuff or one of these off-ball spot of shooters that hits a bunch of threes off the catch. Like it's They're not going to take a ton of on-ball reps, I'll say, like away from those guys, and that's why I think it makes sense. Uh, but I'll say like the final thoughts, the one guy that we didn't talk about uh, was Caleb Daniels out of Villanova, and it's just one of those guys that like, Look, he's not like a pretty player in terms of his play style. Like he's a six-four guard. Like his three-point numbers were not jumping off the page. He does a lot of his offensive work like in the post. So it's like not a, something that would make sense like on paper. But Miami's always been like in the the dirty work that doesn't make sense type of players. They always kind of like trend toward those guys. Uh, and I just think he's interesting. I just think he's an interesting prospect that 
he has like a, a good form and jumper in general that Miami will say, Oh, we can develop that. Like that there's nothing, there's no hitch. There's no problems there. We can do a little bit, a little bit of that. There's, there's a physicality to him in a way that he drives strong. He plays really strong that I just know I'm not going to say he's going to be getting rotation minutes, but I just think Miami's going to really like his play style in summer league. Uh, so, and it's another guy that's just going to play a role. He's not taking anything away from these Jovic's or Hawkins of the world. They just got to play around them. So it, it, it'll just be interesting to see because I really do think they actually have a decent squad in summer league this year in terms of last year. It was like, it was just a bunch of guys that they didn't have a point guard. They didn't have a ball handler. It was like, it was such a mess last year when Jovic wasn't playing. Uh, so this one feels a little bit more solid. Yeah. And again, there may be the rotation, not rotation spots necessarily, but there may be spots at the back end of the roster. All right. We will have more content coming up later today. We're also going to do some stuff on playback. So check us out there. Make sure you're signed up there. Playback.tv backslash five RSN. Thanks to our sponsors. Use that ocean's finest deal. Get your, get your $10 off this week prior to July 4th, markbrownpa.com. Reach out to the man. He will help you out for sure. If you need a real estate attorney, he's the guy to go to and prize picks. Use the code five. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.